You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Two footy legends covering all things sport for Kia. The new Kia Nero electric SUV range has landed. Welcome to a Monday night edition of Sports Day. You've got Gary Belcher, uh, Jason Matthews, and the man who is getting a birthday cake for his dog for its fourth birthday. Scotty Sattler is back in the Sports Day studio. Hello, Sattler. Hello, everyone. How are you, Badge and Woogie and listeners as well? Yeah, it's been two weeks. I didn't realise I was... I forgot I was doing one-week breakfast, wasn't I? And Or special assignment, sorry, as you say, Wookie. Uh, but, yeah, it is my dog, Frank, uh, the English Staffy. Um, fourth birthday today. It's his fourth birthday today. Mm. And, yes, we will be getting him a birthday cake. I, it wasn't Dogs, my decision. Should you get birthday cakes for... This is the obvious question. Or should dogs be allowed inside? No. Of course they should. Does he, does he live inside or outside, Sats? Well, he's, he's 80% inside, 20% outside, when the next-door neighbour's cat's not out. Oh, he's scared of the cat. Scared of the cat. What? Mm. He's a big dog. Yeah. He's solid. Very he solid. Yeah, Strong. he is. So, oh, actually, I wouldn't mind getting the, the listeners' feedback. Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. On what? what should you celebrate you dogs' in? birthdays by giving them a birthday cake? Like you can't. Dogs can't eat cake. No, it's not. They've got their not own, good for them. Our own sort of dog cakes. Badge, they're paying 60 bucks for this <laughs> they are cake at doggy daycare tomorrow. You don't know that. I heard I the conversation, 60. mate. I heard I it. I pay 60 bucks from a wife's birthday cake. Well, we know that. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what would you pay, Woogie? My, my wife doesn't eat cake, mate. She doesn't have birthdays? Or no, we don't, don't allow it. Right. She doesn't she, eat cake because she, she doesn't get any to. from Woogie. Yeah, she, she'd like to if she could have oh, the kids. Oh, you too. Is, is, um, what's the dog's name again? Frank. Frank, is he four or 28 tomorrow? Is it seven dog years or eight? I'm not quite sure. No, nah, it's, it's, it's variable depending on what sort of dog and size of the dog. Are you serious? It's not always seven. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not always seven. Sorry to poop your party, but... Oh. All right, okay. Well, that's the end of that then. Hey, Badge, how are you? <laughs> how was your weekend? And, and, of course, you're doing a Tough in the Home studio again tonight. Uh, named after... What are we doing now? I think we've run out of alphabet and numbers, haven't we? Yeah, and hyphens. We've had... Uh, what did we have? We had a bit of everything. We mm. had... Anyway, I am in the... Oh, we had nicknames last week, so that's Stix Proven. I saw that. Uh, studio yeah. was the last one because, mm-hmm. um, because sadly, he passed away. So I had some great nicknames for our studio. But um, we're going to go through the clubs. We're in the Canterbury Bulldogs studio. I'm going to walk away from the... Sorry, Doggies fans, you did come last. From the bottom of the ladder to the top. That's because I simply didn't want to start with the Panthers because they're on the nose a bit. I reckon in two weeks' time I might be able to talk about them. <laughs> so Canterbury Bulldogs Studio, they've been, they've been around since 19... 
35, and haven't they had some uh, amazing oh, players yeah. over the years? They're in a bit of a flat spot where we're expecting much, much better from them next year. Gee, they bought well. Um, but who is your favourite Bulldogs player? I who remember watching. Sports? I remember watching VHS tapes of my old man's old games, and some of the listeners will remember some of these games. Kevin Candosh Ryan, he was a famous yeah. Bulldog or a Berry. Um, Les Johns. The Canterbury Berries, weren't they? Yeah, they were many, too, many the Berries, years. yeah. Les Johns was a great fullback for Canterbury Goal for kicker. many, many years, yeah. But my favourite Bulldog of all time badge, um, most, I think most will say probably Steve Mortimer, but mine's Jimmy Dimmick and Andrew Farrar. Oh, yeah. I love Jimmy, Jimmy Dimmick. I loved how skillful he was, and Andrew Farrar was just one of those old-fashioned, tough, 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 really skillful centres, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really, I loved the Mortimers and um, and the Hughes brothers in the early 80s, actually. Mm. I, I had a, um, the first sort of Sydney club I ever really started to follow was those Bulldogs teams. And then I came up against them and got smashed by Andrew Farrer and, and uh, Louis Mortimer, uh, Chris Mortimer. Do you know what I was talking about? But I, you know, my, my favourite player is Terry Lamb. Oh, Played yeah. some footy with him. And a great bloke. And what a player. I just love the way that he played his football. A lot of people forget he played for Wests. At the start of his career. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of people forgot about that. Talk about Graham Hughes. Um, Do you know it was his – I read somewhere yesterday it was was his idea to change the grand final winning trophy to the Norman – the Proven uh, Summons trophy. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Zero four five seven seven three seven three six. Badges, Terry Lamb. What about you, Woogie? Um – I was gonna say I was gonna say bar bar, but um, Badge steered me, um, steered me yeah uh, clear of him. Oh, I liked Hazem El Masri. Okay, oh, what yeah. a machine! Oh, I liked him. And, I loved him. You know, point, point scoring machine. A yep. lot of tries. A hell of a lot of goals. And the and the the goal kick. Well, he had the record I think until Cam Smith passed him. But people don't realise how good a player he was. He was I think yeah. defence is great finisher, but defensively on that mm. right wing mostly just outstanding. I like Mick Innes. He scored a try, Hazem El Masri, in the mixed. 2004 Grand Final. It took him like three years to get it down. <laughs> He's still moving, and they eventually gave it to him. He's a, he was a tremendous player. Of course, oh, most, yeah, most, most notably famous for that goal that he kicked after full time at, against Newcastle at Newcastle yeah. Stadium one day, Marathon Stadium, yeah. 0457 736 736, your favourite Bulldogs player. Uh, Sporty Gav mm-hmm. has just beaten me, David Gillespie. Oh, cement. cement. Yeah, yeah. What Terry Lamb, man. Jeff Robinson, Steve Mortimer, and Paul Langmack. Hey, Badge, was Cement one of those guys when you were running the ball back from fullback? And, I mean, I'm being serious here. Would would you look up and try and see, one, if there's a gap, or two, can I link with my wingers, or three, who's in the front line? And if David Gillespie was one of those, was he a guy that you'd try and get away from? Oh, I, I never got tackled by him, so I don't know how hard he hit because I avoided him at all costs. He was, he was That's the greatest a, testament, isn't such it? Such a weapon. Oh, yeah. he just hit just hard, hard. But that whole that whole enforcer, that pack they had, Canterbury. I mean, there were some tough men around the game. There still are hard hitters, but they just had a that mentality they had that was um, oh, they just they were brutal. Remember that urban legend that they were wearing their forward packs used to wear different shoulder pads and end up coming out years later. They were. They were hockey they shoulder pads, weren't they? Yeah, ice yeah. hockey shoulder oh, they pads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're like fiberglass. 
Yeah. All right. Send us through your Bulldogs' favourite players. 0457 736 736. Good to have you back, Sats. Last time we saw you was grand final night. We don't need to talk about grand final night now. That's oh, all been done. And done. No. Drop, Sats dropped the trophy. Anyway. Oh, yeah, was yeah. that you who did that and broke the trophy? Um, tonight's show, uh, we've got Mark Ellison, football manager at South, joining us. Oh, I've missed any news about Souths. Yep. So uh, he'll be joining us. A couple Big of weeks. signing today. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to find, I want you boys to ask one question for me, could you? Yep. Who's going to be skipper mm. and when's Cody Walker get re-signed? That's all I want Where to know. Where are you going to be? Oh, I'll be just sitting back here. I'll let you boys do all the magic. Yep. Because I'm not allowed to talk to salespeople, remember? I get a bit creepy. Uh, what about today? The NRL is poised to announce a historic five-year deal with Channel 9 for the broadcast rights from 2023 onwards. Mm-hmm. We were told last week, Badge, while well, you're away, Sats, that Channel 7 were right in there. Seems from reports today Channel 7 only wanted State of Origin, boys. Yeah, right. so well, it's a little bit like what happened with the AFL lot. years ago where... A regular season, there was a broadcast, and then the deal was done. So you would think that Channel 9 would own the rights, for example, and then sell it off to whoever a rival channel if Part they want it. it. Yeah, of course, yeah. So that's obviously not going to happen now, Channel 7. Oh, well, it, that's right. It, yeah, geez, you'd want to get a pretty penny for State of Origin, wouldn't oh, you? Oh, yeah. Like the, the jewel in the crown. Um um, that's that's great news. And Channel Nine and, and the NRL, it was a, they they handle it really well. Peter Volandis and Co. You know when Hugh Marks was giving them a hard time, it was pretty. I thought it was pretty disgusting the way he was talking about um, the game and the people that were running it. Um, but he's he's gone now, so obviously they've been able to sit down and sort it out. And I'm, yeah, that's that's great. Well, this deal with Channel Nine could net him six hundred million dollars. Now mm. we were crunching some numbers before we came on the show, weren't we, Sats? Mm. Is this deal? Less or the same as the one now? Remember, they got a discount. No, they got a discount. So the one before this one was up around one twenty, you know, wasn't it? One twenty a year. Yep. Okay. Oh no, actually, I think they were paying like a hundred a year, and Foxtel, Fo- Fox pays about two hundred yeah. a year. That was around the figures. Right. Okay. So the Fox, Fox, they've extended their deal. That's not up for a few more years. Um, so they'll be staggered, these these TV deals, which I th- think, Sats, is that good negotiation? I don't think it's not a bad idea when you stagger them. But different changes in the game and the landscape of the game. So you, I think you've always you're always got the ability to be at the negotiating table. So with one or either broadcasters, mm. so I don't think it's such a bad thing. But given there's an extra, like an extra game. Yep. Well, n- no, not, not an extra, extra but an extra team. team. There's going to be an extra game in extra Brisbane. Market. Extra, yeah. extra, extra 12 market. games a year there will be. So that's roughly what? Going on this about ten million bucks a year—that's what it's worth. Is that fair? I don't know. I wasn't good at maths. So I don't know. No. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do you think? You happy that Channel Nine's <laughs> got the rights? And there'll be some changes at Nine too, because Rabs won't be around. Sturlow's gone. Oh, Rabs still might be around. Twenty twenty-three. Yeah. Rab ma- Rabs makes a decision at the end of every like as approaches each year hmm. about what sort of input he's going to have. Every time, oh, yeah. every year, he says he's had enough. He realises he's going to miss it. He's gone from calling games from the venue <laughs> to Channel 9. Now it's going to be from his lounge room. Oh, like yeah. someone I know. You know, he doesn't yeah. like to- he, does- he doesn't like calling from good. a studio, um, Rabs. No. Um, he, rang, uh, was, he rang up to see how Dad was going the week after the grand final. And um, and he, uh, I said, oh, how have you found this year? And he said, oh, I don't mind. It was great. You know, I love watching the footy. He said, I find it, I'm one of those calls that finds it really difficult to call from a studio, which they did a lot of this year. Yeah. He said, I find it hard to get into the moment. Mm. And some, some, it's not a problem. Some really struggle with it. 
Oh, especially a lot of the traditional callers. You know, yeah, they they really struggle with calling out of the studio. You know, it's really noticeable watching the big bash with the women on the weekend. Yep. Uh, the commentators go, oh, what a magnificent hit. That's going to go to the bed. Oh, no, they've come in to field it. And then, because like, they can't, yeah, tell. can't see, can't <laughs> see, can't see, see the whole happening. picture. Yeah. Yeah. All righty, boys, time to get into this. Sports Day, Sports Update. Only got a couple of minutes because we have to get to Mark Ellison uh, from the Rabbitohs soon. Cogra Oval Badge could host round one of 2022. Uh, yeah, well, they're talking about trying to find a way to honour uh, the legend. Norm Proven, who passed away late last week. So if they can do the deal there to, uh, to have it at Cogra, um, I would think that would be a good idea. Sats, would it matter who they played, the Dragons? No, if, um, if I, I think it's more about that? Norm in round one and, mm. um, and his memory. What an aura. Oh, oh. What an aura. Yeah. When he would walk into a room, hey, Badge, he'd walk into a room, and Norm Proven, and six foot four, six foot five. He just had this aura about him. doesn't matter what age he was. He just he held the room, didn't he? Everyone was looking towards think- Norm. But just a gentle, oh, a gentleman and a gentle man. person. Yeah, great man. So, uh, yeah, sad, Ten premierships sad as Ten captain or captain coach. Yeah, amazing, <laughs> amazing. And became the 13th, was it 13th Immortal? Yep. Oh, yeah. 12th or 13th. 12th, I, I think yeah, it was 13th. Yeah. Finally, they got that right. Yeah. Mm. And Nathan Cleary, this surprises me that uh, with that shoulder injury, he's gone for surgery a few days ago, um, he didn't receive a single pain-killing injection into that shoulder because he didn't want to play havoc those, with not, his this passing is not game. Just, not just the grand final. This is all those games oh, yeah, all at the back season. end of the year. Yeah. Um, after, he, after he did That's that. That's really uh, surprised me. Injury in origin. I know you don't want it to affect his passing game, he says, but with yeah. with a shoulder that's under the the effect of a local anaesthetic, it, it actually it has the ability to improve your game because you're not playing under pain, whereas if you wouldn't have a pain-killing mm. injection... It, you would think your passing game didn't, would be really affected. Maybe trialed it at training or something. Didn't yeah, wasn't great. that's usually what Didn't want to do. A, didn't want to do a Changa. Remember when Changa got the needle in the in the groin, in the foot, in the groin? Was it in yeah. the set that grand final in the seventies? Um, but uh, yeah, I think it it's just shows his toughness, doesn't it? Mm. Well, that's, hey, um, talking about Chang. Talking about Chang. Remember the famous white boots? I remember. Find, trying to find out where, where what happened to them once, and reading somewhere that Changa just threw them over the crossbar of a of a rugby league field in France, I think it was, oh, and he just walked okay. away and just left them there. Those white boots. Imagine how much they'd be worth today. Those white boots. Well, you know, dust some off. That who's going to who's going to challenge them? Mate, get find some old boots. Yeah, white, white. white boots today, they're everywhere. It's actually, yeah. you've got to try and find someone who wears black boots. I think Tyson Frizzell's the only one that wears black boots. Yeah. Now, in um, November 20, it looks like Panthers will have a street parade in Penrith uh, and also looking to going to Bathurst, where they bought the, the Bathurst Leagues Club up there. It's now Panthers Leagues Club in Bathurst. They play games up there, obviously, also. So, yeah, street parade for them uh, November 20th. So Beautiful. All the Beautiful. locals will get out. And go up to Bathurst in the new year. They're talking about hey, some signing news. Angus Crichton has uh, s- extended his contract with the Roosters. Yep. Uh, for a couple of years, end of 2024. So there was talk about him going to rugby and them trying to get it ready for the 2023 World Cup. So that shan't be happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, good signing there for the uh, the Chookies. Who do they announce today as their on their coaching staff? So that's um, Brett, Josh Morris. Josh Brett. Morris. Brett, Brett Morris was it? Brett. Brett Morris. And, yeah, two years. And, Jason Rolls. Yeah, Jason Rolls yeah. was... Uh, many thought he was going to go back to Melbourne and would be the successor to to Craig Bellamy. That still may happen. He signed at the Roosters mm. after coming back from doing defence work with the English rugby side. 
Yeah. Good signing for Roosters. And a couple of uh, good signings for South today. Hold off on that, boys, because we might as well talk to the football manager, the man who, well, helps make these decisions, mm-hmm. uh, particularly with uh, Wayne Bennett now departing uh, the Rabbitohs. Mark Ellison, the football manager at South Sydney, joins us next on Sports Day. Thanks to the new Kia Nero uh, electric SUV range available. There's a hybrid, plug-in hybrid and full electric. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The new Kia Nero electric SUV range has landed. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day. Badge and Sats here for your Monday night, of course. Badge coming from the Bulldogs home studio tonight. Not a player but Canterbury after, Bulldogs. Well, Canterbury Bulldogs. Do yeah. we say Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs just to cover yes, off? You yeah, can, yeah. And do we say berries at all? Uh, you can say the berries. There'll be a lot of listeners that remember the berries. Okay, so it's the Canterbury Bankstown Berries Bulldogs studio. Our next guest played against the Bulldogs, but I don't think he's old enough to play against the berries. No. And this no. Is, no, it wouldn't be. No, nowhere near it. <laughs> um, played great player for South, and now is the football manager. And we haven't had enough South news on lately, boys. Oh, of course we So haven't. I thought we... <laughs> We get straight back into it. Football manager from the Rabbitohs, Mark Ellison's joining us on Sports Day. G'day, mate. How are you going? Yeah, thanks. Uh, good thanks, Mark. And um, I haven't spoken to you two weeks after the grand final. But uh, just a uh, subject tonight around the Canterbury Bulldogs and who's your favourite Bulldogs player. Now, you played a lot of games against the Bulldogs. You've had some great tussles against the Bulldogs uh, through your time with the Bunnies. Who was the, who was the player that you would lose sleep over the night before when thinking about you got to play them the next day from the Bulldogs? Oh, I think I think Terry Lamb was always a standout for them against us. I mean, he had a powerful forward pack, but the way he engineered his team around the park and then he just kept backing up and scoring try after try was always hard to contain. He was he's one of the greats of the Bulldogs here, that's for sure. Mm. Now, a couple of weeks after the grand final, a lot to digest, I suppose. And when you do a review of the uh, of the season in your role, um, has have you had to do that yet, or is that still coming? Oh, we haven't really done it because I mean it was different circumstances this year. We've obviously got a change of coach, um, which is well documented, and a lot of the boys are up in um, up in Queensland still, uh, and the staff was sort of you know split. Some are still up there. And some um, some are back in Sydney, but we'll have a look at it again uh, come the start of November when we get the staff back together. And yeah, just have a look at things we we, we think we need to improve. Uh, but overall, I mean, it was a very enjoyable and a, a, a very good season for the club. Mm, mate, it's bad. How you going? And um, I'm good just bad. wanted to uh, good good. Just wanted to. Um, you know, he had a few years there, Wayne Bennett, um, and I just want to know what, you know, how different do you think it's going to be without him around, or do you think it'll be pretty much seamless with Jason Demetrio taking over? Well, I think we've had we've had good time, Badge, to to sort of plan for it, and you know, when when Wayne came, that was part of part of the deal that, that JD was going to be the the head coach in, in three years' time, and. Mm. You know, that brings JD now to five years working under Wayne. You know, you've obviously played under Wayne. You know, he's a very different coach. He's got very different ways, a lot of coaches. But um, I think I think Jason, having worked with him for that long, has put him in a good spot to, to take over the team now. Um, a lot of, the, a lot of the, the players that we've had over the last, you know, two, three years are still with us. Um, and Jason's got to know them well, and I, you know, I'm very confident he's going to do a good job with them. Mm, do you do you think? I mean, what do you tell fans? Do do you think things will be a bit different um, under him, or or is it 
or much the same because, as you said, he's been under Wayne for five years? Or do you see some completely different traits in, in JD? Oh, of course. I mean, like everybody's different. They're different personalities, different people. Of course, there's going to be going to be different approaches from JD. But um, JD had a lot to do with, with particularly defensively the team this season. And, um, you know, the one thing that we have improved and particularly in the last two or three months is, is the defensive side of our game. And that's what kept us going at the back end of the season. Um, with any, any sort of change, um, you know, people have to adapt in certain areas. But, I mean, we're really confident with the squad that we've got together next year and, and, and Jason on with his assistants. You know, I'm, I'm not concerned at all. I'm looking forward to the season. I believe, I believe, Mark. Over the years, that some coaches uh, post Wayne Bennett, they've probably changed a lot in the small space of time when they've taken over. They've changed the methods and tried to find, trying to find a different way to coach from what the success that Wayne has brought to a lot of those clubs. Do you, I know that he's got his own coaching philosophies and his own coaching methods, but will it be, um, will it be just a slow, a slow burn when it comes to putting his his um, Putting his stake on this side, Jace Demetrio. Yeah, I think any any coach that came into this comes into this situation needs to have his own stamp on it. But I'm sure he's, he's not going to change anything that's, that's been working for us. And there's been a lot of good signs, you know, particularly in, the, in this season. Uh, you know, things that have worked really well for us. Um, and JD, he's been around for quite a while. He's had a good coaching apprenticeship. Um, like he first started over in England, came in and was assistant coach. Cowboys when they won in in two fifteen, uh, he worked at the Broncos with Wayne again with us for three seasons. So, for a, a rookie NRL coach, he's quite experienced, mm. and he's been around the game a long time. He's got a great rapport with the players that are already there, and a few new ones that are coming in. Um, so, yeah, he. He's a smart fella, and I'm sure I'm sure he'll only change what he thinks needs changing. Yeah. Now, Cody Walker, who had a tremendous season, George Pickens Player of the Year, is great in the grand final as well, but, of course, that intercept pass is getting shown on every screen that you want to watch when it comes to the grand final. How was he after that grand final? Obviously disappointed, but in the days following, um, how was Cody? Oh, look, everyone was a bit disappointed. I mean, we generally thought we were going that we could win it, and... Um, I think as far as when you're expecting to win things, you don't think about about losing. And then when the disappointment hits, it's a little bit hard to, hard to handle. But I don't think he took it any worse than anyone else. Um, you know, he, he had a magnificent season for us. He, he won all of our club awards for you know, Players Player and the George Piggins Medal. Um, so, you know, you, you throw an intercept in a grand final, but there are other things in the game that happen mm. that, that could have changed it as well. I mean, poor old Adam had the kick at the end that could have drawn it up and we'd have forgotten about the intercept. But these things these things happen, uh, you know, at that level of football. So, um, yeah, I, I'm pretty... I hope he's not blaming himself for it because it certainly wasn't his fault mm. that, that we didn't get the job done. Will you be you're confident you're going to get him re-signed pretty soon? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. I'm very confident. Mm. Well, he, you know, I don't, I don't think many people can see him going elsewhere, but I guess it's important given this new side coming in in uh, in 2020. And you're not allowed to talk too much about that because Sats are still a bit down in the dumps about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's. I, I guess you want to get him. You want to get him tied up. Your best players, you want to get them tied up, don't you? Before they, um, yeah. Before they 
perhaps head uh, head elsewhere. Was any was there any sort of uh, gentleman's agreement with Wayne about players and not poaching South players? Did that need to be discussed? Oh, I did. Well, I've never discussed it with him. You know, I shared an office with him for three years, and um, that'd be fun. You know, I've got to say it was quite funny at times. It was. He's, he's got a he's got a good sense of humour. Does he know how to send an email? Did, Hello. Yes, he does. Actually, he does. He does. Did you have to yeah. wake him up for training? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no. He's, all, he's good, mate. The rabbitos re- revitalised him, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no so, doubt. I'm, I'm telling you, he did. He did enjoy the place, and I think there's a, that mutual respect that, that the club and him have had over that three year period. And yeah. he came in, and, and yeah, we're happy how our the infrastructure of our club is set up. So that when Wayne came here, he basically. You know, he just had to coach. And, you know, his relationship with the players is second to none of any coach I've ever seen. And uh, he could work on that. And, you know, the other people around the place did the jobs they needed to do. And it made his time here. Um, you know, I know he enjoyed it. And, um, you know, so I don't, there's no need to, you know, to talk about who you're going to poach and things like that because, you know, we're, we're confident. You know, we've got a lot of our key personnel signed for quite, you know, for long periods of time. Um, so I'm not overly concerned about it at all. Yeah, he's a, he's a great historian of the game too, Wayne, so I, I could see that he'd love the history of, of the Bunnies. Now, the big question next year is losing one of your most popular Bunnies in, in Adam Reynolds is yeah. who's going to be thrown into the mix as a skipper? Now, you're the one that gets to see the players better than anyone in the club. You see them in their good times, their bad times. You deal with families, partners, kids, just making sure that emotionally they're stable as well. So... You're probably the best to talk to around the around the personalities of players uh, on and off the field. Now, if you're throwing Latrell, Cam Murray, Damien Cook, is there anyone else from a football manager, general manager of rugby league that, that jumps out of the ground that no one else is probably aware of that is, that shows really good leadership qualities? Well, there's some there's some young young players like Campbell Graham's got the leadership qualities, but he hasn't had the experience of some of those other guys. The, the three guys you spoke about there were part of our leadership group this year, along with Adam Reynolds. So, you know, I haven't really had the discussion with, with JD yet, and at the end of the day, it'll be it'll be his choice, obviously. But um, I'd definitely say it'd come, it'd come out of Latrell, Cody, or maybe Cam Murray as well. I'd say it'd come out one of those three, I'd imagine. But as I say, it's not... It'll be something that Jason decides. Now, the, world, the rugby league's best-looking man, Cam Murray, I saw he's put some stuff on social media, which has uh, got that patch on his shoulder. He's obviously gone under for shoulder surgery. What's what's his yeah. length of time before he gets back to full training? Uh, I think it'll be about three months. Okay. Um, now, because of his you know, number of seasons he's had so far, he, he gets a 10-week break anyway. Mm. So you know, he'll come back into training, I think it's around the 17th of December. He had the surgery last week. So by the time he comes back into training, uh, gets his, and he always recovers well because he's, you know, he's so professional the way he goes about his business. And, you know, so he'll come back into training after Christmas and he'll be almost ready to go, I'd say. Mm. Hey, talking about your, your leaders and your best players, did you watch uh, Big Sam on SAS? I saw parts of it. I saw parts of it. He went pretty well, didn't he? Yeah, he I, went well. You he's a, he's a determined fella. I was, Badge and I were texting during, and, and Jace, our producer, I could see why people, Mark, want to follow him into battle. It's outstanding. Oh, yeah, he's been... I mean, obviously, I've seen it firsthand for many, many years. He's, he's been a, 
a great player for our club and, you know, it stands alone what he did in 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 2014, mate. And you, Satch, you know about that with, with your dad. I mean, they're the, the two most, you know, historic sort of acts of bravery that the club's ever seen on with Clive Churchill playing with the broken arm that day. But, uh, yeah, you spoke about Wayne and enjoying the history of the club. I mean, it's that's what we pride ourselves on. It's been, a, you know, the foundation club and we like to share stories with all the new players and that that came in. And, and you know, Sam came over from England, obviously, in 2010 and he knew all about the history when, you know, in 2014. So I think it was just a sort of mark of respect for your dad as well, what he did that night, mate. So he knew all about it and... Um, uh, he's, you know, it's just down in folklore at the club now, but, you know, Sam, Sam Burgess is, you know, what he's done for our club has been outstanding. And, mm. you know, you talk, you talk to Bobby McCarthy and Michael Cleary and all those guys and they, they always talk, they always say that Sam Burgess would have made their team back in that era as well. Oh, so yeah. that's, that's probably one of the biggest raps you could give him. Yeah. God, how long have we got to wait till the footy season starts again? I've just got chills listening <laughs> no, to you, Mark. LA wants a, he wants a break, mate. Oh, does he? He oh, wants a break. Footballers hey. have to have 17 weeks off, some of them too. So. Oh, God, Next we have to year. wait that long. <laughs> hey, before we let you go, uh, Ello, is it Ello or is that what we're calling well, you? You don't know him well enough, so you call him Yeah, Mark. yeah. yeah that's okay, uh, Mr. Ellison, uh, yeah. before we Ellie, let you go. Ellie, my mother calls me, mate. Ello's <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, all right? Hey, uh, good news uh, today for Alex Johnston, extended till the end of 2025. And I just looked at this today. He only needs 77 more tries in four seasons to break Ken Irvine's record. Can that be done? Yeah, it's, yeah, I think it can. It's a, it's a great signing for us today, particularly you know for what's happened in the past season or two, where we our cap position had a struggling to keep keep Alex. And only for an act of God, we wouldn't have been able to keep him. And um, you know, he joked with me that can you get in early so that he doesn't miss out again. So, you know, we, we had a look at his, his performances with the club over the years have been fantastic. I, mean, I think he scored 27 tries this year. Mm. And I think he missed five games with a hamstring injury as well. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I, I, I really think it can be done. Like, he's he's a real athlete, Alex. Obviously, he's, he's, he's speed. He's, he's, uh, he looks after himself off the field. Um trains very well so you know the longevity for he's only 26 years of age so you know he's, he's got he's got four more years to do it so i'd be surprised if he doesn't put it that way yeah. Yeah, particularly right. if he stays on the left wing kill it yeah absolutely all right mark ellis we're gonna let you go uh thank you for our weekly south sydney update uh we'll be doing these <laughs> weekly okay. we'll ring again next monday yeah. same time mate Okay, no problem. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. I'm trying to get Woogie to play Glory Glory. Oh, no, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, can I play? Cause no, we, we, we do yeah. it for all South guests. Yeah, we do. I've lost it. That's all. Sing it for you. Yeah. <laughs> did you hear his dad? Did you hear his dad sing the song? Mark, did you hear about that? Yes, yes, I certainly did. It I, gave me goosebumps. And now that we're all round the bar. There we go. I'd rather hear this. All right. We'll let you go. Mark Ellison, football manager of South City. Thanks for your Thanks, Thanks, guys. See you later. Cheers. We better go to a break before I get before all the Roosters supporters. Ring Don't up you cut John Sattler off? Well, I have to because all you know what those Roosters what? supporters are like. No, they they get bitchy, mate. <laughs> we get there every time we talk about them. We play their song. Does anyone we'll have they got Fairfax a song? Have they got a song? Of course, they've got a. Of course, they've got a song.
prayer club. What is it, Money by Pink Floyd? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. We better get to a break. This Here is Sports Day. <laughs> Thanks to New Kia Nero. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the new Kia Nero electric SUV range has landed. Sports Day news headlines for Polaris, Australia's number one off-road vehicle brand. Uh, our good mate, Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk, uh, will keep her state <laughs> closed to hotspot states such as New South Wales and Victoria until just before Christmas under new Queensland COVID vaccine plan. They've got a plan, Badge. Are you excited? But, but some people read that as they'll be opening up just before Christmas, but you say she'll keep it closed. Until then. That's like, right. You, why are you glass half Well, the, the devil's time, in the detail you? because there are some stipulations around here. It's going to take me an hour to get through them, so grab yourself a cup of tea, guys. Uh, under the plan, once Queensland reaches 70% double dose, expected by November 19, people from hotspot locations can travel to Queensland, but only by air. Okay, yep. got that? Provided they are fully vaccinated, have a negative COVID test in the previous 72 hours, and are right-handed. That's so not, left. But they'll the have, last bit's not correct. They'll have to quarantine for 14 days. That yep. bit is. Really? Yeah. At home. Once the oh, state hits... So that's okay. people returning to Queensland, right? Once the state hits 80%... Is that, sorry, well, is that from anywhere in Australia, overseas? COVID no hotspots, yes. No, okay. uh, I'll have to oh, cut the third. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd okay. say they're Australian hotspots, mate. Okay. Mm. Okay. Uh, once I'll ask Anastasia. I've got a few questions I want to yeah, ask her anyway. Right before you do this. <laughs> right? Okay. Got a few things I want to ask her. Once the state hits eighty percent, expected by December seventeen, fully vaccinated people will be able to enter by road or air, provided they have a negative COVID test seventy two hours before arriving. No oh. quarantine will be required if you're left-handed. Now, so, oh, this is so you're still all... going to have to probably have to be checked through to say show your COVID test then. Within you just turn hours, up? yes. But not only that, boys, here's the big thing. Queenslanders have to be fully vaccinated by 80%, which New South Wales hit today. Yep. So there's a lot, oh, of, cool. lot of hoops. And at the moment, I think Queensland's 53% fully vaccinated. There's a target. I mean, that's probably the biggest argument. There, there hasn't been a target. And at least there's a target now for, for people to see their families. Right, news headlines for Polaris. I've got royal news for you yeah, later. in the next uh, next hour. Get range of confidence yeah, yeah, yeah. for the price of a quad. Visit your local Polaris dealer uh, today. Let's get into our hot topic badge. You've thrown up a good one here. Well, I want to know what uh, you think, because I know what I think of, of the Dolphins opting to go with just the name of their mascot. Here's what um, Peter Fitzsimons said about it. No, the, the Redcliffe Dolphins will always exist and they'll play in the Queensland Cup and they're the most successful team uh, in the Queensland Cup era. But the Dolphins national brand comes out and differentiates itself from Redcliffe. And oh, You've got this proud history. You've been there <laughs> since 1947. The great Artie Beetson played for you. Why on earth, when you've got this glorious future in front of you, you hope... Why would you cut off half your identity? Yeah, well, we're certainly not cutting off the identity. That, that will remain in the Q Cup, and it's part, of, it's part of our pathway up to hopefully many boys and girls get the opportunity to go on and play at the highest level. And it's, our, club, our club is going to be more about than just Redcliffe. You know, Brisbane's bigger than just the CBD now. We, we happen to be um, situated in the fastest-growing area in Queensland. Moreton Bay uh, Regional Council is the third oh. biggest council area in Australia, linking with Sunny Coast, which is the fourth biggest. So just they're, they're all factors just we want to make sure... Red it's, it's, Could you be more disrespectful of the <laughs> town, the area that gave you who you are? Just Redcliffe? What about Redcliffe? Uh, rah, rah, just, rah. 
Mm. Mm. So that's that's Peter Simon's grilling uh, Terry Reader, the general manager of of the Dolphins. Now oh, oh, this was done years ago. It, I think it, for mine, it's a dumb idea. They paid a fortune to some I don't know some gurus, and they've come back and they've said, actually, we're not going to give you anything. You just called the Dolphin. Do you remember last week we were talking about that that Danish painter? Yeah. Oh, he got commissioned to do a couple of pieces of artwork, and he just sent back blank canvases, kept the 80 grand, and he called them, take the money and run. They actually <laughs> hung him in the gallery, and people were looking at him like scratching their chins, <laughs> disgusting. It's the same thing. It's the emperor's new clothes. It's just crap that you need to identify with an area. You do need to. I, I can see why they've done it, and I, I, I applaud it for dropping the name Redcliffe because, yeah, they do have a proud history, but it's only a history that's in and around the Brisbane area. Um, Moore Bay, North Brisbane, Brisbane, South Queensland, South Queensland. whatever it may be. I, I feel as though be something. Don't be nothing. For, for New South Wales listeners who don't understand Brisbane Rugby League, the Redcliffe are like, if you don't like Manly, in Sydney. They're like the team that everyone, they like to hate in the Brisbane Rugby League. And so if you're a fan that's followed one of the teams in the Brisbane Rugby League for many, many years, you won't support the Redcliffe Dolphins, but you may be able to Agreed. be swayed towards the Dolphins or whatever name it may so, come. I don't think this is a foregone conclusion. I think so, I still think there'll be a name put in front of it. I know where they're from because I'm from Brisbane and mm. I played against them. You know where they're from, Sats, because you've had a lot to do with that area. Maybe even Woogie knows a bit about them. But there's a hell of a lot of people who don't know where the Dolphins are from. Mm. They know they're from somewhere in Brisbane and they follow, you know, they're from, they're from other parts of Australia following the NRL. Who are the Dolphins? They did this in, in uh, Super Rugby and it was a really dumb idea. They had the Sharks and the Chiefs and yeah. the Lions and the Jaguars and no one knew who they were. It's, it's, I, I just don't get it. I think they've been sold a dud here. They've got a year and a bit to get it right. Hopefully they'll, uh, they will. But oh, I'd love to know what our listeners think. They, you might think it's a, 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 some genius marketing uh, idea, um, but tell us zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. What do you think about the Dolphins dropping the name of any area? Oh yeah, uh, get uh, your texts into us. Uh, we'll get to those shortly. Chris Nelson's got a racing Queensland update for us next, and then we'll get into your texts here on Sports Day. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The new Kia Nero electric SUV range has landed. On Sports Day, time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is your place to race this year. Before we get into the nitty-gritty, the dirty stuff with uh, Chris Nelson, uh, let's uh, celebrate and applaud uh, the Darling Downs' uh, new king incentivise. Well done on the weekend. That was awesome. How good was that? How good was that, Chase? I mean, a... uh... A Caulfield Cup. He's won uh, what? He's, he's won the Q22 up here in the winter, which was the first running of the Q22. Yep. So that race is right on the radar now of a lot of stayers next year. I would have thought. So down he goes to Melbourne, wins the first two Group Ones, the Maccabi Diva and the Turnbull, and that was an amazing win in the Caulfield Cup. He had to work a little early. He got across. Brett Pebble was what three deep from the 800. And he just towed them up in the straight. So Jeez. off to the Melbourne Cup he goes. Yeah, it just, you kind of go, I wonder what he's going to do over 3,200 metres. Like that was, yeah, well, that was just incredible. And that was the, that was the query. Does he, does he run in the Caulfield Cup and, and then go back to the Cox Plate the week after? Or does he go up in distance to the two miles? So 
He's not running in the Cox Plate this week. He's going straight to the Cup, and he's got a kilo and a half extra. So he'll now carry 57 kilos in the Melbourne Cup tomorrow week. I wish. Hey, um, Tomorrow fortnight. fortnight. uh, I was going to ask you, did you get the impression from Peter Moody that uh, he's a bit tired incentivised? Yes, he did say that. He said yeah. he was. Uh, he looked as though he felt as though he'd had a decent run, which was no surprise. I mean, he, he did a lot of work in the run, and he was uh, he was coming away from them late. So no surprise. That'll take him a, a few days to get over. I'm sure. And I'm no horse trainer, but even I can work that out. You're no horse tipster either. One from two uh, well, on the weekend. Not <laughs> well, yeah, it was paying like a what dollar. No, no. If you had it back both of them, you would have won once again. What? Three cents. Now, listen, uh, it was a big weekend uh, on the weekend at Eagle Farm as well, wasn't it? Ten races? Yep, ten races and uh, some interesting uh, goings on in the first two races. We had a dead heat in race one. And we had a That's a mate of mine's horse, by the way. That's a mate of mine's horse. Which one? Spider Everett. The one, I don't know, one of them (laughs) that was in the dead heat. Ben did it or Chichina? What's the first one again? Ben did it. Yeah, Ben did it. Ben did it, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, he came back and uh, narrowed up and narrowed up, levelled up with Chichina on the line. So dead heat in the first, near dead heat in the second, and multiple protests in both races. So it was a pretty busy way to start the day. Uh, Doubles, of course, to Chris Munson, Tony Gollan, and doubles to Kyle Wilson, Taylor, Ryan Maloney, and Jimmy Byrne. And if you're looking for a couple of rides off the day, Ryan Maloney on Rhapsody Rose was outstanding from a wide gate, and Jimmy Byrne on Irish sequel earlier in the day. He waited for all the horses to go in front of him. He thought, I'm not going yet. 600 metres is too far from home, and they all tired, and there he was at the end, finishing off strongly. So a couple of masterful rides there by those two. Jockeys were right up in the premiership race. No oh, beauty. All right, mate. Tomorrow we'll catch up with you on what's happening this week. Queensland is racing. The yes. action continues this week across the sunny state. Uh, visit racingqueensland.com.au. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Jason. All right. Quickly, before we get into some of your text messages, weather update, grow your business as an FBN community builder. Uh, good news for people in the northern rivers of New South Wales. They just had a cancellation of a severe thunderstorm warning, although around southeast Queensland, northern New South Wales, it's been bucketing down. Now, for people in the northern rivers, that is great news. Become a Farmers Business Network community builder and introduce the future of farming to your community. All right, text messages, Sats, on 0457 736 736. Uh, boys, a definite noted doggy birth cake. Lots of laughs. Happy birthday to Frank. That's <laughs> Joseph in Tweed Heads. Also, you're coming from the Canterbury Bulldogs um, studio, favourite Bulldogs yes. players, uh, Toronto Rods. Um, sorry, not Toronto Rod. I'll read out his a little bit later. But in relation to favourite players, uh, Rocket Rod Silver, Grafton Bronco. What a great oh, step. What a side. I was going to say, what a side step. Uh, Tim the Toolman. As a teenager, Jared McCracken was my favourite. He's really aggressive, Jared the hard McCracken. Man, wasn't yeah, he, he yeah. was. Um, so, yeah, keep those coming through in relation to your favourite Bulldogs players. And the question before the break was about the Dolphins. Do they need a name? Do they need a, an identity? Uh, gents, regarding the Dolphins, they don't need a geographical name attached to their moniker and brand. How many Sydney, how many, uh, how many fans or opposition fans refer to the Bondo-based club as the Sydney Roosters? Next to none. It's a fair point.
They've Everyone been around knows where they're from. Yeah. We know where they're from. Just being known as the Dolphins ensures the franchise represents a much broader base outside of the oh, Redcliffe The Australian region. Dolphins. That's Love Daniel it. from Prairiewood. Yeah, you make some good points there, <laughs> Daniel. And quickly, Sporty Gav uh, has suggested in our future shows favourite Kiwi players and PNG players. We've done Kiwi. Can I tell you a story out of the hour yeah, about yeah, my favourite sure. PNG player and a story about him? Rightio, this is Sports Day for the all-new Kia Nero electric SUV range. Available as a hybrid, plug-in hybrid and full electric. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.